Hey yo, welcome to Kiki's Corner, where biblical principles meet culture. Hello everyone, my name is Kiki Francois. I am your host. This is my corner of the world. I get the opportunity to be holy as Christ has called me to be holy and cultivate a space for others to join in. Welcome to season two of Kiki's Corner. Um, Please go and stream season one of Kiki's Corner on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Overcast. Um, There are six episodes included in season one. I talked about critical controversial issues that our current generation faces from sex to imposter syndrome. So please head on over to season one for a recap. And as a reminder, Romans 12, 2 guides everything that we do on this show. And it reads like this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Now, the name of this episode is Restoration. And like I told you all before, um, I really wait on God for these episodes and what he wants me to say to his people. Um, So last week I talked about, you know, where's the church policing justice and Black Lives Matter. The week before that, I talked about Breonna Taylor and Black womanhood. And then the week before that, I talked about race in America. And then the week before that, I talked about a new normal uh, featuring my mother, um, Pastor Dilly Francois. And so um, I really just wait on God for what he wants me to say to his people. And this week, the word was restoration. Um, and, the and and um, you know, I... I don't want to move too quick to hope because there is a lot of work to be done before hope comes. Um, And that's why this episode is called Restoration and Not Hope, which I am thankful for because that's the word God gave me. But um, I don't want this responsibility of anti-racism and uprooting of white supremacy and systemic racism to move to a check box of some sort that we as a nation get away with because there are some real deep rooted injustice, sin, evil, and carnage embedded in the inception, the framework, and the continuation of the United States of America. So I I don't want to move too fast because when you move too fast, you miss something. So you either miss what God is trying to say, like an important direction or the direction um, he wants you to go into, um, or you might miss what God is trying to do, like mending of relationships, which takes time, space, and God's divine will. Um, because, you know, um, and also because we live in, in such a, a, a me culture, you might miss the benefits of endurance that James 1 talks about. It says this, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I would say this, I really want to caution, which means to avoid danger or mistake, um, mistakes to, you know, I want to caution my white brothers and sisters in the faith of the intellectual battle that could be a stumbling block in the race 
to racial reconciliation. Um, this is not an intellectual battle, but a spiritual one. Although intellect can help and assist, it cannot eradicate the plots of the enemy. Um, so that's just a caution and a warning in love that this is a long ride to freedom and healing, but God is able. Um, so here, here's the deal. Let me, let me read the scripture for today. Um, the scriptures for today. And I, I want you to hear both the OT and the NT passages together. And even the way that I've, you know, even the way that I will read them and I will place them together. So the first one is Galatians six, nine, and it says this, and let us not be weary in doing well for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Now, this is a long season of COVID-19 and fighting for justice. And I need to reassure um, uh, you all that we are fighting from a place of victory, right? So we always win, but we are still in the fight. So don't grow weary because due season is on the way and it, it might already be here. Um, but we are planting the seeds of justice by uprooting the seeds and cutting down the fruit of injustice and, and unrighteousness, which is the opposite of who God really is. So as we plant the seeds, we can expect God to bring the increase, um, as the word says. And 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 we know that um, that righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne and, and his love and faithfulness goes before him. And so that that's just one scripture. Galatians 6, 9 is what really I wanted to read and say, hey, don't get weary uh, for in due season. We shall reap if we faint not. God is here. Um, he sees us and he knows. And so I really just wanted to read that for, for, for strength for us. But let me let me give you some more strength in uh, the OT passage. So Isaiah 40, uh, 31. So it says this, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. And I'm going to read um, this commentary from Barnes Notes on the Bible. And I want you guys to listen as I read slowly. It says this, but they that wait upon the Lord, the word rendered wait upon here denotes properly to wait in the sense of what expecting right and so the phrase to wait on Yahweh means to wait for his help that is to trust him to put our hope or confidence in him and this could be applied to circumstances of danger so you're protesting you're out there you're, you're signing petitions you're you're doing what you need to do and, and danger you know you're in the midst of you know, danger right now and trying to figure out, okay, well, am I going to be shot by a rubber bullet? Am I going to be hit? Like what, what is going on if I'm peacefully protesting and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a difference. I'm trying to make a change. Right. And, 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 um, within those circumstances. And so here, what the scripture is saying is that this is a long road, right? But God will renew your strength and he will give you that second wind, right? Um, of the Holy Spirit to say like, no, I'm going to give you this second wind and you're going to have the Holy Spirit and he's going to be with you. And he's going to renew your strength so you can mount up wings as eagles and you shall run and you shall not be weary and, and you shall walk as you walk in the streets for justice and not faint. Um, and so I want to reassure you that, um, and so, yeah, this phrase is also, uh, it could be applied to those who are weak or feeble or guilty or helpless in this view. And if they put their trust in Yahweh. So if we 
look to God for help, expecting deliverance through his aid, putting trust in him, then we can expect him to come. And so those two scriptures are so important to just renewing our strength and helping to frame um, this episode today of restoration of like how God's going to mend and restore um, something that has been broken. So if we look at restoration and we look at the definition, you guys know that I'm heavy on definitions because I want you to hear it. I want you to understand it. And I, I want to be a truth teller here on this podcast. But um, if you look at you know restoration, it is an act of restoring or the condition of being restored. That's the definition for it. So such as like replacing, reinstatement or uh, reinstitution, you're, you're, you're trying to to you're trying to replace something. You're trying to fix something. You're trying to redo something like you replay it. You replay something over and over again. Um, so there's a mending, there's a healing. Um, but that also means that something has to be broken, right? That's something has been broken and something needs fixing. So when black people talk about reparations, which the definition for reparations is the making of amends for a wrong one has done by paying money or to or otherwise helping those who have been wrong. Um, you know, when they talk about reparations, they're saying, hey, something ethically, morally went wrong, something immoral has happened. There has been a split. There has been a wound. There has been a pain. There has been a a, a, um, a complaint um, and something needs to be fixed. Something needs to be restored. And let me just give you guys a history lesson on um, just reparations really quickly. So, and, and also the phrase 40 acres and a mule that comes from that. So there was a meeting between Union Union military leader General William Sherman and a group of 20 black ministers. And this resulted in a plan to redistribute um, redistribute abandoned Confederate land um, after the Civil War. And they called it Sherman's Reserves. And this, you know, you know, 40 acres and a mule would have been allocated to formerly enslaved people. And that plan could have helped race relations um, in America and it could have made things right, um, possibly. So it would have done two things. It would have helped um, it would have helped the uh, formerly enslaved people to do what generate wealth and to create generational wealth. But. Andrew, President Andrew Johnson, with his reconstruction plan, canceled the order and gave that land back. Um, so about fast forward to now, uh, to last year, June 19, 2019, the House of Representatives held a hearing on H.R. 40, which helped establish a commission um, to help, you know, with the concept of reparations for slavery and a a formal apology from the, the U.S. And I, I I say all this to say because I say all this to say this, like when, you know, you're talking about restoration and reparations and reinstating and, you know, mending something, healing something, there's a theoretical and there's a practical. There's a, I am sorry, this is wrong, right? But there's also a, a practical an action of like, hey, here is that pavement. Here's that, here's something to mend this up. It won't cover all the damages, but it will cover something. And so I'm just really trying to get that through your head. You know, if you know, as you're listening, I'm really trying to get it through of like what it means for something to be restored and repaired and 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 mended and healing to take place. You will see the mark, but but you know, it will be closed up. And so um, that's really what I wanted to get a- across. But um, talking more about uh, restoration. Um, 
it, it's not, you know, I don't, I, I don't want us to talk about like the cheap restoration, right? As I talked about with the checkbox from earlier, but something divine and something that we need God for, um, something that, you know, we need God to intervene, f- you know, for us for, for restoration. And so what does God's restoration look like? Well, we can't really know that without knowing the character of God. So we know that God is faithful and he's righteous and he is a just God and he doesn't play with his people and 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 he loves and he gave his only begotten son and God he restores but he not only restores he restores in abundance he not only mends but he makes your cup overflow um he is a good God he is wise. He is alpha and omega. He is outside of time, but he stepped into time and created time and always seems to come at the perfect time. And God even works while we are asleep. God is good. I mean, y'all, y'all really about to get me preaching up in here, but, but I, I just, I just want to remind you all of God's character and who he is so that we know what he does. And there are not enough words for me to say who God is. It's just, it's physically impossible for me to say who he is. Um, but when, as I thought about this time that we're living in, I thought about this episode, I I said, you know, what is God up to? What is God up to? You know, we're in the midst of COVID-19 and a social justice movement saying, Hey, black lives, these lives that God created, they matter. Right. And so, um, there's something happening. There's a divine reckoning taking place. And I love what Beth Moore said. She said this on her Twitter. She's, she, um, and, and we're going to kind of make our way through her words for this episode. And, um, but she said this on her Twitter and I think she said it like a week ago. She says, she said this, I do not say this lightly or hastily, but with fear and trembling after much deliberation, she says, I think we are experiencing a divine reckoning in America. She says, I don't think the reckoning is over our having simply sinned. I think it's over the fact that we have used God and the Bible to do it. So let me explain. Y'all know I love definitions. Divine. So that's excellent and delightful. And then reckoning, the action or process of calculating or estimating something. Right. So when you use God's name and his word to destroy, restrain and dismiss a people that he has made in his image and um, that, that he has made in his image and, um, in his name, there are consequences and God is not, you know, he's not going to take it for very long, but let me just read part two. She said this, she said of her tweet, she said this. she says, we can stall, but we will not win in our opposition to God. He told us he opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And our opposition right now is far bigger than powerful people. It's far bigger than hell itself. She says, I believe we're fighting against God and this will not go well. Whew, got me sweating up in here, y'all. Um, but here's part three. She said this. She says, there are three things we must do and it is imperative that the church leads out. She says, we must do first thing. We must humble ourselves um, because our pride will absolutely absolutely be our downfall. We must repent of our many grievous, uh, grievous sins. And three, to the full extent of our power to do so, we must take action to right our wrongs. 
Woo! Okay, that all sounds like restoration to me, but you know, restoration has to take place with recognition too, as well. That I want to mention that. So you recognize that there has been a wrong that has happened, and then you say, "Okay, I need to look within, and I look need to look communally and see what's going on, and say, hey, we got to do something about this because this is much bigger than we think.'" Um, God does not play. And and we've seen his wrath in the Old Testament. And I would argue even in the new, <laughs> God is the same God. Um, he has not changed. There's there's no, he, he's, he's, he's the same forevermore. And so um, she said that, and I thought that was really powerful. And, and how, you know, the last thing, to the full extent of our power to do so, we must take action to right our wrongs, Woo, to restore to restore something that has been broken to something, something has been done wrong. Right. And, um, pastor Colin Smith said this about restoration in a sermon. He said that he, and he was talking about David. Um, he says, when David, uh, came to God to seek restoration, he asked God to cleanse him, right. To per, he said, he said this, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. And that's Psalm 51 um, verse seven. And you know, the, you know, and then it, in Isaiah one eighteen. It also says the same thing. It's a reference, but he didn't stop there. He said, David, Pastor Colin Smith said this. He says, David knew that there was a deep seated corruption in his own heart that had led him into sin. And unless that changed, he would soon be back in the same place again. So he said, what? Creating me a clean heart. Oh God, change my nature. Oh God, I need more than cleansing. God can change your heart right? So God can change a heart. So this, this is not only a, a heart issue, right? But this is uh, systemic racism and, 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 and white supremacy and prejudice. This is a heart issue that we need cleansing from, but this is not just an individual. This is communal. It's systemic. It's generational. It's inheritance. It's the, you know, keepers of wealth. It's, 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 it's deep seated. And we've talked about this. We've in the last episodes. And if you haven't listened to that last episodes, um, of the show, I would suggest you go back and take a listen to them. But, you know, we need restoring in our communities. So whether that's, um, you know, this is communal, so it's education, economic, health, wealth, housing, sexual harassment, colorism, police brutality, and more. We need restoration for our nation, right? So Colin Smith says this, you know, restoration, if it happens, it's a miracle of grace, and, um, you know, I- I'm taking this from my medieval Christian thought class from this semester, but Dominican friar Thomas Aquinas, you know, would say that grace is a gift, but it comes from God. And Aquinas would say that God gives himself and that is grace. And that grace is the divine good in which is a special type of love that is unconditional. And I, I-, I want you to feel the weight of God's divine intervention. If a Dominican friar can say that grace is equivalent to God giving himself to us, that is a gift that we do not deserve, that we don't deserve, that is something supernatural and unconditional. It makes me think 
of John 3.16 that I alluded to earlier. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God gave himself again through Jesus, which is grace, but it is rooted in love, which leads to restoration. Someone come on, come on y'all. And, 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 and then pastor Colin said this, he says, restoration happens when you cast yourself on the mercy of this righteous redeemer who loved you and gave himself for you, who is able to cleanse you and make you anew. So we know that in the garden with Adam and Eve, that something was broken, a covenant was broken, disobedience took place and there was no remorse. And then Jesus came in and restored and reconciled us back to the father. He became that second Adam so that we can stand blameless in front of God because of the work of Christ. That is how we get restoration. Restoration comes through love that is unconditional, that is divine, that is just and righteous. That is how we get restoration. Only God can fix this, but will you be open and be used by him to do so? Hmm. Now I want to, I want to pivot. I want to pivot in the show here and and we're going to end, but I'm going to do something new. So I'm going to give us a biblical principle. I'm going to give you all a biblical principle. Um, This is for myself as well, but I'm going to give us, you know, a biblical principle and a biblical promise. And um, the first one I want to talk, about a duty and an action that needs to take place. And that's repentance. And Beth Moore said it as her second um, initiative and suggestion and, and something that we have to do. Um, and, you know, my mother said it on the new normal episode on the show. So second Chronicles seven fourteen, And then I think I said it again on race in America, um, the race in America episode. And so this is my third time uh, being led Um, by God to the scripture. So it says this, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That is an action. That is repentance, right? That is turning from your wicked ways and hearing from heaven. And what, what will happen? Forgiveness. And another thing will happen heal their land. That's restoration. And God has done this before. He is, this is nothing new to him. He, he restores, he's in the business of restoring things. Um, so I think that's something that we need to get across. And then a second, uh, a, a biblical promise, and I'm going back to it. This is my second time going back to it. Revelation 21 verses one through five. And I want to talk about, you know, this is the promise and God is not a man that he shall lie. So then it says this, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who has who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. God is not a man that he shall lie. That is a biblical promise. Hmm. Making all things new. 
So we're going to have an extended time of prayer here on the show. Um, I'm going to, you know, read from, I'm going to read Psalm 51 and 85. Um, and, you know, I've said this on other shows in the past from season one, but I believe in prayer. Um, prayer moves mountains because we have Jesus, you know, advocating for us. And when we do not know what to pray, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness and the Spirit himself intercedes on our behalf with wordless groins. So I'm going to pray these two Psalms over our land and then continue praying until God tells me to stop. And um, I would encourage you to pray wherever you are right now. Um, so a prayer of repentance, a prayer of restoration and uh, a continuation of prayer. So, um, yeah, let us pray. A prayer of repentance. Have mercy upon me, O God. According to your love and kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly for my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sins is always before me against you you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge behold I was bought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me behold you desired truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Hmm. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are, bro are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Psalm 85, prayer that the Lord restore favor to the land. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sins. You have taken away all your wrath. You have turned from the fierceness of your anger. Restore us, O God, of our salvation and cause your anger toward us to cease. 
Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God, the Lord, will speak, for he will speak peace to his people and his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathway. Heavenly fathers, we come to you, Lord. You knew that this would happen before the beginning of time. You knew we would be in the midst of a pandemic while in the midst of a a social justice uprising saying that black lives indeed do matter. Um, God, uh, you knew you would bring unity through this. Um, But Lord, we're asking for restoration. Um, We're asking for mending. We're asking for healing. And we're so thankful for the work that your son did on that cross um, so that we can access and tap into this healing and this mending and this restoration and this abundance, God. Um, God, even in the chaos, Lord, and what we can't see, we know that you're in control. So God, keep us whole. And Lord, we repent of the ways in which we have not been like you purge us cleanse us give us a clean heart lord but also heal our land lord this is systemic this is communal this is generational but only you can intervene and step in and do this and so god we just ask that you do this for us and on our behalf lord we need to pray more god we need to lay on our face faces and repent and 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 say that we were wrong lord and that something needs to be fixed and, and, and confess of our sins and be forgiven so that Lord you can so that Lord you can hear us and and hear our, our our requests and make it known to you so so that you know when we ask that we shall receive but you know it's by you and not by us but God help us to become one during this time um, everything that we seek let us find but let us find it in you it is in your holy name Lord I pray amen if you like what you heard please follow me on twitter and instagram at kiki's corner podcast that's kiki's corner with an s podcast check out my website kikifrancois.com for bookings content and past episodes from this show i update the website weekly and i'm constantly on instagram y'all should just call me the late night preacher um if you would like to be featured on this show please dm me on my instagram or Email me at kikiscornerpodcast at gmail.com. That is all that I have for y'all. Y'all have a beautiful week. Peace.